All right, man. Here we are. Week uh, two. Two. No, this is three. Oh yeah, week three. Yeah, week three. We skipped last <laughs> podcast because I'm lazy. So yeah. yes, that's my bad. But of course, here we are, week three. League of Extraordinary Dudes. It's the Commish and Tube Socks here. Did you skip it because you didn't want to talk about me beating you week one? Is that? I don't want to give the real reason because I I remember for the for the record I yeah, asked. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It just didn't happen. So. I mean, of course. Uh, it just happened to skip the podcast <laughs> the one through you beat me yes I'm sure that's exactly why it was but we're here now right that's what matters we are here we're here now to talk about we're here for all of you yes all of you especially for those whining for a podcast so uh, ha- but happy to do it happy to be here um, you know what Tube Socks we have some surprises uh, would you not say I think this uh, the year so far although we've only had two weeks of um, games has been quite surprising. So, <clears throat> I want to say this because after I went home and listened to the first podcast, yeah, I did, and I don't get any credit for saying this now because anybody could say this now, but after I listened to it, I honestly said we didn't give enough attention or enough note, anything note to Zika Vikings. And I remember, really? I remember, and I said, in the second podcast, I'm going to say, I honestly think that we slighted him. Because I don't remember, I mean, we talked about him just a little bit, but yeah. he wasn't kind of in the, we didn't talk about him for the, the Pajama Bowl, but we didn't really talk about him for the, the championship. Yeah, and, yeah. And like I said, I don't, I don't get credit because now he's 2-0, I don't get credit for it now, but I do remember thinking that, and I was like, I wanted to address that. Um, he has, he's done very well. I look at his team, and it looks like a very solid team. It didn't, it didn't really quite blow me away, and it still doesn't, but it is a fantastic, solid team. And he's sitting at first place right now. The only buddy from the AFC, the only person in the AFC that's even sniffing the playoffs right now. So, uh, before we get started, I just wanted to say that, yeah, I did think that we kind of slighted him. And I bet yeah. he noticed it. I mean, I would notice if, you know, he's like, hey, my team's good too. But um, he is sitting at number one right now. And DA even mentioned it a little bit that his path to the to the playoffs was looking pretty good as as it looks right now. so Yeah. I mean, not giving him compliments for his team, but just the cool team name. <laughs> yeah, Zika virus. But, yeah. yes, you're right. But we'll get into that. That's a great segue. Everyone, again, welcome into the League of Extraordinary Dudes podcast. This is for week three. We're happy to uh, be able to do this. Um, it's great to be able to get this done before the Thursday games and be able to give you our predictions. So, if you want to... Uh, that's a great segue. Let's get into it. Uh, the first, let's go in over the week two results. The first matchup that I have is uh, the Zika virus and waiver wire warrior. This is brother-in-law versus brother-in-law, and Zika virus takes away this this win, one eighty-nine to one seventy-four. This moves Zika virus to two and zero, as you alluded to earlier. Zika virus not only is leading the AFC. He is the only undefeated team in the League of Extraordinary Dudes. He is he is doing awesome yes. right now. So, kudos to Zika Virus, kudos to the win, and kudos to the 2-0 record. The second matchup I have, this let's talk let's touch on the first place team in the NFC Benchwarmers. Benchwarmers last week with a disappointing loss in week 1. Uh, a disappointing loss to Waiver Wire Warrior, where he lost by five points. Now comes back, storming back uh, to beat Kevin Bill Fan Fan Club. <laughs> <clears throat> Beats him two sixty five to one sixty eight. 
That is a 96-point difference. That is good That is uh, good enough for the biggest blowout of the week. Congratulations to Benchwarmers for the strong showing. Those points that, that you scored, Benchwarmers, put you 20 points ahead of the black hole and put you in first place in the NFC. So congratulations to... Kyler Murray with 70, 70 points. Yes, yeah, 70 I can, points. I only remember one other time where it was maybe a season ago, and it was, I think it was like Deshaun Watson or something that had like an 80-point game or something like that. That's That right there is fantastic for, for fantasy football. He, Kyler Murray had an awesome fantasy game. Uh, even if Kyler Murray had his projected points... Uh, it still would have been a blowout as well, but yep. yeah, he he put together a, a good game. Uh, congrats to the benchwarmers. I think Lamar Jackson for his MVP year had a couple really crazy fantasy football scores as well, but I have to go look at that. But I just mentioned them. Let's give a congratulations to the black hole, Chris Moran, beating Vakas. two twenty four sixty five to two oh four fifty five. This puts Black Hole in third place. I projected Chris to miss the playoffs. Now he's sitting in second place in the NFC with a win over Vakas. So congratulations to him. Third matchup, living on Hilaire. <clears throat> Gets his win. 219.25 over Tube Sox, 133. Now this puts living on Hilaire in last place in the NFC. But that doesn't mean... That that's bad, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But living on Hilaire needed the win. He got it. Congratulations to him. And last but not least, the Abusement Park wins 210 over Office Linebacker 178. Congratulations to Steven and Abusement Park for Lamar Jackson um, being ridiculous. And for Hollywood Brown getting 31 points after I dropped him the week before like an idiot. <laughs> so congratulations to Abusement Park. I will tell you this the same that I told Tube Socks last time. You will not beat me twice. So I'm coming for you, Abusement <laughs> Park. But those are your week two matchups. Now, the reason why I, why I said living on Hilaire had nothing to worry about, and just for if, every, if no one's looked at this, or if there's those of you who haven't looked at this, <clears throat> Sorry guys, I drank Diet Mountain Dew before the podcast, so it's making me clear my throat. If if you haven't looked at this, this is crazy. Tony, can you please read the playoff teams, the one through six playoff teams right now? One through six, uh, number one would be Zika Virus. At 2-0, atop the AFC. At 2-0. Okay, now who are the two through six teams? The NFC. What? Did you just say the <laughs> NFC? The NFC, yes. So, right now, we have the NFC taking five out of the six playoff spots. Each team in the NFC is one and one. And Living on Hilaire is in sixth place in the NFC at one and one. He has scored more points through two weeks than Zika Virus has sitting at two and oh. Albeit it's only by four points, but that's how good the NFC is. The NFC, all five teams are currently in the playoffs. It, this year's young, I know, but all five teams are currently in the playoffs, and each team has outscored the number one team in the AFC, and some of them aren't even close. I mean, dude, that's crazy. Is that not crazy? 
That is absolutely insane. The problem I have is, I mean, so if, if we're looking at this and projecting it forward, the problem I have is trying to pick who isn't going to make the playoffs in the NFC. When you like, have the the reigning champion as squeaking into the last spot of the playoffs, yeah, with that lineup, it's it's pretty crazy and that score. So, so what I'm saying is, I'm going to look at this and say, okay, I see someone has to win the AFC, so someone's going to get a playoff spot in the AFC. Got it? Is the NFC going to continue to beat themselves up to where maybe someone's record uh, drops them out of the playoffs into the seventh seed? At last place in the NFC, and then maybe someone gets that sixth seed from the AFC. I just don't see how this is going to happen. I mean, the AFC is so bad that these teams, uh, maybe the top teams are just going to keep beating up on each other. Uh, Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, okay? Maybe this will help make it more sense and kind um, kind of give you an idea of where my mind's going here. If I was to look at the current Yahoo projections, trades, the your and I outstanding trades, not notwithstanding, okay, so that it's not mm-hmm. factored in. Current projections from Yahoo have these teams in the playoffs. Vakas, Bench Warmers, Living on Hilaire, The Black Hole. Those are four out of the five NFC teams of with a one, three, five, and six seed. The AFC has Waiver Wire Warrior and Zika Virus with two and four. It has Bill Fan Fan Club in seventh place in the NFC with a record of four and ten. I want you to think about that. <laughs> so think about this: a four and ten record gets Kevin one slot oh, out yeah. of the playoffs. Out of playoffs. That's not an indictment on Kevin's team. That shows you how bad Yahoo thinks the AFC is. Yeah. So, do I think Kevin's team is going to go four and ten? I don't know. Could I realistically see a scenario where all five teams of the NFC get in the playoffs? Well, with this scoring, yeah. I mean, do you it's disagree? A poss- it's a possibility. I mean, do you see what I'm saying though? Like, how can I look at this and how can I look at this and pick against any team in the AFC? Or excuse me, how can I look and pick against any team in the NFC when I when right now it looks like they're not only going to outscore the AFC, but they're they're going to be um, a beast just just in uh, just in the pajama bowl. Like it's not like uh, these teams in the NFC. If one of them makes the pajama bowl, it's going to be a pushover. Like it's basically like what team in the NFC? All of them are a playoff team. Which one has to go play for the pajamas and is going to win their first game and not have to worry about? It? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's hard for me to look at. I mean, I'm it's hard to look at. But then keep in mind, it's only two weeks into it. We haven't seen, we haven't seen a major injury to a or top, COVID or COVID or yeah. a top ten player. Yeah, we haven't seen a major injury to anybody yet that really is really carrying the team. Um, you know, I hate injury. I hate that it's a part of football, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a part of fantasy football. It's a part of uh, somebody going down, and then whoever has his backup. Maybe now they have a stronger piece. Like it's all going to change, but I do see what you're saying right now. Is if it just kind of plays out, it's going to be absolutely crazy at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think and I hope it, it evens out a little bit. It levels out. But yeah, yeah. It it's going to be an uphill battle for the AFC for sure. Yeah, it is. And 
one of the hard things to do is kind of project it out because I understand there's going to be more trades that happen. You could have injuries, but I'm going to I'm going to read you Seth's last four um last four games in his schedule. Or let me do last five. This is week 10 through 14, and I'm doing this because he is in last place in the NFC right now, okay? So let's say he goes through his schedule and he gets down to his last four or five games. He has Zika virus, first in the AFC, Vakas in his division, Abusement Park, Bill Fan Fan Club, and then Bench Warmers. So we say it's going to even out, and because we know he's going to play everybody in his division, but uh, twice. But you play the first place team in the last five weeks. You play the two first place teams right now. You play two teams from your division, and then one, I don't want to say a, give, a gimme game, but one who you know he has a better team in Abusement Park. So even looking at the current champion <clears throat> going down the stretch, I think these games are going to come down to the very, like some of these may come down to the very last week. Uh, and it's such a mix of, um, it's such a mix of schedules for, the NFC compared to the AFC, like living on Hilaire has, uh, what is this, one, two, three, three out of the last five games are in his own division. Where If you go to Waiver Wire Warriors, for example, he plays, <clears throat> he plays Bill Fan Fan Club, week 10, Zika Virus, 11, okay, stick with me here, so that's first place. Tube Socks, Office Linebacker, Abusement Park. <laughs> so you tell me. Okay, so remember how I just read in yeah. the AFC, in the NFC standings. I just read to you that Yahoo was projecting Waiver Wire Warrior and Zika Virus to make the playoffs. Okay? Well, when I look at those schedules for the last five weeks, I mean, that, that kind of favors Waiver Wire Warrior getting those wins. Because the only... Game that he has out, not only outside of out, just the only game he has outside of his division is Week Ten, where he plays Kevin, who is projected to be one of the lowest teams in the NFC. But then he gets to go beat up on the AFC. So if I have, so that's why I said it's so hard to project out. It's hard to pick against any of the NFC teams because they're so good. But then when I look at the schedules down the road, like living on Hilaire as opposed to Waiver Wire Warrior, I mean, if I had to choose who's going to get four out of five wins. That's true, yeah. It's Waiver Wire Warrior, and yeah. the better record's going to get you in the playoffs. So what this reminds me of is, I don't know if there's any racing fans out there, but at the end of an actual racing season, we're talking like, I think it's NASCAR or something like that, you see some weird stuff because you've got guys that are just trying to get these points. They're trying to win the whole season because it's kind of just a point thing. they got guys that are trying to win the entire season, and then let's say an owner owns this car, this car, and this car. Then all of a sudden... The owner says, "Hey, you two help this guy win." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you'll have two guys in a race that actually could win this race, but not win this season. Helping block, helping get this guy, letting him draft, and then slingshot in front of him and trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. So there might be some of that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are if, you just collusion? Are you saying collusion? <laughs> I'm just saying if if uh, waiver wire warriors needs a little help, and you know, I I don't think I'm going to be winning this year. So yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I think it'll be. It'll be an amazing. I hope it's an amazing last four. You know, every time we we uh, start getting to the end of the season, it's, it gets crazy. And the amusement park, 
I would never. I'm not going to count him out until no. he's, he's a, dude. He is a sorcerer. <laughs> he does. He is a legitimate sorcerer. Like I said, the first the first podcast, he does fantasy football different than I've ever seen done. Yes, and I can't say it's it's bad. I can't yeah. say it's not this probably the smartest. Yeah, because he's he just does it. He does it in a different way than I've ever seen, and you can't argue with the results. Like he yeah. he won this week. He pieces together. He's got his own system, and it worked for him. I've, and I've never hated and loved a man so much <laughs> in my life. I mean, I, I I don't know how he does it. It's maddening. It's it is insane to how he does it, but you can't argue with the with the outcome. I've said it before. If I had hair, I'd pull it out. <laughs> I mean, I really I I just don't get it. I picked him for the to wear the pajamas, dude. I picked him to wear the pajamas. You know who's going to be wearing the pajamas? Me. <laughs> dude, I picked him to wear the pajamas. Oh, dude, that's going to come back to bite me in the butt. I think I remember I saying I, I would never pick him to wear the pajamas. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how he does it. Every week, this sounds like this is what we're going to do, is talk about how crazy Abusement Parks... Uh, abusement parks. Um, how he pulled another win. How he pulled another win. I have no idea how he does it. But, okay, so, um, bringing it back home. NFC. I think it's going to be a tough sled. I don't, I just legitimately don't know. Because I can, like I said, just as an example, I could look at living on Hilaire's schedule and think, man, he's got maybe two or three wins that he can count on maybe in the last couple weeks. Or I can look at Waiver Wire Warrior and say, realistically, he's probably going to win four out of five. Or maybe even all five. Yeah. So, so how am I supposed, so... I guess I'm having a hard time reconciling the the strength of each NFC team, how good they are, versus how bad the AFC is. Like, is it better to be a Zika, a Zika virus or waiver wire warrior where you can go beat up on your own conference and get a good record? You know, I mean, like that kind of seems like uh, if I mean if that's your path to the playoffs, then so be it. You know. And then whenever the playoffs start, it's 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 game. It on. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> It doesn't matter if you're got the bye week, I mean, which it's nice to get the bye week, but it doesn't matter if you you know you can bounce anybody out. It's one one win and you're in and you move on. Yeah, I asked you before the podcast if there was any surprises that you saw, and I guess my only surprise is that there's only one two and O team, which is Zika virus, and not to and on the flip side, there is no. 0-2 team in the NFC. There's only one 0-2 team, and that's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, usually it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 people are 1-1. One one. That's that's pretty good right now. Yeah. It's pretty good looking right now, but yeah. uh, it's... Like I said, it's, I think it's going to become... It's, it's going to start to take shape a little more here in the next couple of weeks. I think that uh, we'll, we're going to be able to see some difference. Like, very rarely does it happen where somebody just takes off and steals the show from the first week and just rides the yeah. you know rides all the way home. Yeah. Now, the one thing I have concern over is I, there's been a lot of trades in you know involving myself, and I guess I have concern of maybe people. Not necessarily overvaluing their players, but maybe because of this parity, no one's going to go. And maybe it's a good thing. I was going to say we may not see as many blockbuster trades this year because of all the parity. So, like, you may see someone say, 
I think I'm a waiver wire piece away or an injury away from being able to get a couple more wins mm-hmm. instead of someone saying, how do I phrase this correctly? Okay, like at the beginning of the year, remember when we looked at all the picks and we thought Trevor and and uh, DA yeah. and Seth are going to be the guys and they're just going to run away with it, Yeah. right? Well, according to the NFC standings, there is no running away. Like the teams in the <laughs> NFC two through six are separated by fifty-seven points. That's it. Yeah. So maybe instead of these crazy blockbuster trades, there's going to be like more people. More people are going to stand pat. That may be more boring, but maybe people really have that much confidence in their team. And then schmucks like us that are at the <laughs> bottom feeders in the ninth and tenth place in the AFC. We'll just kind of swap stuff back and forth and see what we can throw at the wall and stick. Yeah. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but when I look at this, I think, okay, if if five playoff teams are separated by 57 points, each person has a good team. Yeah. Like, so, so who is going to give up a piece for a pick? Like, is... Is Vakas going to give up one of his big guys for a pick when he knows that right now he's in the playoffs and can compete in the division? Is bench warmers sitting in first place going to get a trade for Nick Chubb, like a one and a two or something like that, or two, three, something? Which is what we've seen in the past is yeah. somebody will yes, th- somebody thank you. do that. Yes, yeah. exactly. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think these guys are going to give up those picks. Give me your thoughts. Tell me if I'm wrong here. That's I just, don't think... If you look at the whole NFC, I don't think they have a reason to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so it's going to be different this year. Now, okay, fine. If bench warmers and the black hole and, uh, you know, Kevin uh, get a couple more wins and they kind of separate themselves out, then will maybe Vakas or Seth want to trade one of their pieces away for – I, who knows? I don't know. There might be the only thing I can think of is towards the end, there might be that push. There might be, hey, I'm I I had an injury to my top wide receiver. I need to go all in right now. I want to go after Hopkins. I want to go after you know somebody who who's going to be, be that final piece. And I think I can go for it right now and win. There there might be you know if I was in the NFC right now and I'm sitting right there looking towards the end, there might be a time where I'm like, okay. I'd rather go all in right now, get get my wide receiver core back up to where it needs to be, and fight for a championship this year, and, and instead of doing it for next year. Yeah, you know I mean, there somebody could be pushed at the very end to do that. I I wouldn't, you know, hesitate to do that if if I thought I was close. I don't think I'm going to be close, but if I if I thought, hey, I could I could probably do this right now. I'm one piece away. I I think somebody might might risk it and and go after it right there. But as yeah. of right now, I don't think anybody needs to do that. But then again, injuries haven't taken place yet either. So, so I'm going to count real quick. We have the 26th of Su- 26th of September is Sunday. So th- we're currently on week three. So let me do some counting. October third is week four, week five, week six, week seven, then week eight, week nine. Okay. So the trade deadline in our league is Saturday, November twentieth, twenty twenty one. And if we and if people want guys for their lineups for Sunday the twenty first, then you have to have the trade in by Thursday the eighteenth to give it one day to process. Mm-hmm. Like one day for everybody to vote. It goes over on the twentieth. You get them on the twenty first. So 
we're looking at a week 10, week 9 or 10 trade deadline, which is, again, November 20th. Do you think, looking at these teams now, that by that time there's going to be enough people that are secure enough to say, I'm willing to give it up, I'm willing to give up some picks for next year and get that piece, or you think there's going to be enough people at that time to say, and I'm talking about the NFC, to say, okay, fine, I'll take your pick and give up my chance to get a ring. All I'm saying is I think the NFC is so competitive this year right now yeah. that it's hard for me to see someone doing that. And they have the best players. Like maybe a bench guy. And I know that I know I know what people are thinking right now. Well, you have buys. And, you know, the bye weeks can – you'll see people dropped. And, um, you know, that may change a, a one or two wins here. But, like, you have stacked teams in the NFC – who is given by that time? Who because there's this, it's a 17 week season, and let me check to see the playoffs. So our playoffs are playoffs are six teams in weeks 15, 16, and 17. Those are our playoffs. So by by week 10 is our cutoff date for the trade deadline. So someone has to be yeah, out of the out of it by, by then. then. Yeah or confident enough that they don't think or they're confident enough that they can make the playoffs but maybe they're not necessarily compete for a championship mm-hmm. that they would give that up and I don't I don't know how it's going to happen I mean maybe we'll go back maybe you and I will the second week of November we'll be sitting here and we'll be like okay we were wrong there's two really good teams in the NFC and <laughs> you know and you know there's teams trading but I mean tell me if I'm wrong am I, am I blowing smoke here well what I keep thinking of is when the amusement park decided to trade all of his good players and cash it in for the next year, and then his team went on a tear and he got better. Yeah, but the difference is <laughs> nobody in the NFC practices black magic. <laughs> okay, no, no one's no one's over there, you know, doing double nope. double toilet trouble or whatever. <laughs> it is I see what you're saying. They're, you're saying is they're probably going to be close enough and feeling like they're all in the mix. That who's going to give are, stuff up? Who's going to give it up? Yes, which makes sense. Yeah, but. It's always it's always different when somebody hands you because you might be able to shoot them a trade. Maybe maybe they like maybe they're going back from this wide receiver and that wide receiver kind of back and forth uh, and kind of doing a matchup based. I'll start this guy and some guy loses his number one wide receiver and he's like, you know what? I really need him. Let me trade you a fourth round pick next year for that guy just so I can go forward. And try to win a championship this year, so that that's something that could happen. Um, I bet, I bet if we come back in three weeks from now, two weeks from now, I bet things are going to look a lot different. And I don't know, I can't even guess what it's going to be because it'd just be wrong. But I'm mm-hmm. guessing we're going to see a little bit more uh, difference between the NFC and AFC. Uh, I hope we get a couple more people that are actually competing in, <laughs> in this league. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a little bit more. Uh, difference coming out here in a couple weeks. So, if Trevor went to Kevin and said, I will give you my number one pick for Tyreek Hill. Like, that's his number one receiver right now. Or or even better, forget Tyreek Hill. He says, I will give you my number one pick for your best receiver, Tyler Lockett. And Kevin is looking at these standings. And here he has a number one pick for next year. 
Or he's saying, I could give him Tyler Lockett, make his team, and I know that I'm kind of getting out of it. I mean, that decision becomes way harder when your record is right in the mix of everybody and you're in you're in third place in the division, squarely in a playoff spot, as opposed to maybe teetering on the edge or something like that. I mean, dude, he has... So, he has... I got to do math in my head. He's only scored 36 less points than Benchwarmers has. And Benchwarmers is in first place in the NFC. Yeah. Like that's it's hard. It's hard to make like how do you go about making those decisions, man? That's that's tough. So, I don't know. I just think it's going to be I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. But these are just my these are just my thoughts on on that, I, now the AFC, I can see it, on the flip side, because we've talked about the NFC a lot, and, and that's what has surprised me. Now on the AFC, I can see some more movement happening. Let's say we just talked about this. Let's say waiver wire warrior, for instance, he looks at the schedule just like we looked at it, and he says, "Wait a minute, I'm one running back." or wide receiver, you know, a top-notch guy away from knowing that I can go win five straight at the end of the year. Yeah. Now, that's something that would he, where he would say, I'm going to go poach. That makes more sense for him to say, I'm going to give up my pick. Yeah. One, a couple to picks to push because he has the, uh, the pathway to do it. You can sit down and realistically say he could win five in a row. Well, how do you do that? You go get the best player or two that you can, give up some picks for next year, and boom, you're in like Flint, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I think it's it's just a dichotomy. There's like a, a juxtaposition between the two leagues. You got one or two guys in the AFC so far. Now I'm not saying something can't happen. Who knows what spell abusement park is gonna <laughs> cast on all of us. But but you got one or two guys in the AFC now where it looks like they have a path to the playoffs. And a strong chance to, even when you get in, make a push. Whereas the NFC, there's going to be a lot more feeling it out. Unless someone has already just said, well, I guess I'll go ahead and give up. But there's no sense in doing that when the whole division's in the playoffs right now. That's true. Then you got to look at, you got to look at how they got to where they are. Because outsider looking in on that division, if I look at DA and DA is not, is not fully in charge of that division by week seven or eight yeah i'm gonna strongly reconsider trying to load up my draft because if he can't you know if he doesn't take over this league this year like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard and bench warmers as well too like right now the two guys who we thought were going to be running away with this entire league are not you know what i mean they they had they had they have the same record as the abusement park right now. Yeah, who literally didn't draft until the DA was round. done. Yeah, that's crazy. And oh, that's so he's, crazy. He's got the same record right now. So you know what I mean. That's where that's where I look at it is say, well, you know, there's there's more than one way to win this league, and we've seen a lot of different ways so far. And I mean, it's always going to feel good to have a ton of picks in the beginning of the draft, but but then again, if if a lot of people have a bunch of picks, then it's just going to be half the league actually being in it and the other half not being in it and 
it's just going to be kind of a different type of league. You know yeah. I mean? So what you're saying is around the 1st of November, the first week, weekend of November, like week 7, 8, 8-ish, there may be a lot more movement because people will know, like, am I going all in or yeah. not? Because half, half of it's going to be done. Yeah. I mean, and plus we have week 15 is the playoffs. So you're yeah. going to be like... Uh, well, wasn't it DA last year that thought he was he was wrapped up in the playoffs and then traded off all of his picks and then slid into the the, the bottom half in the PJ bracket? I think he did. I don't know. I'd have to... I have to go back and look. I think, that's what, I think that's what happened to him. So yeah, he I'm, thought he was out of the pajamas, and then he ended up, you know, getting down there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's fair. I, I, it's just it's really fun. It's really fun and interesting to go and look at the schedules and the matchups and who's going to be where and what standing. I I just think it's really cool to see. We've never seen a division where every team has the same record and every team is in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, no way. Yes, I know what you guys are thinking. No, I don't think it's going to stay that way. <laughs> like, I don't think everybody's going to finish with the same. Obviously, duh. But it is pretty neat to think about. Now, if you had to pick a team right now that is out of the playoffs to overtake one of the playoff teams, who would you pick? Waiver wire warrior. Okay, because of his schedule. Just because of his his roster. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was going to... Yeah, I'd pick Waiver Wire Warrior, too, because of the aforementioned schedule. But also, I mean, he's got a good team, man. I he's mean, got a great team. He scored three... Uh, where is he at? 371 points. That's that's only 20, 28 behind living on Hilaire. You know? Yeah. I mean... But see, but he's also in eighth place because Abusement Park for some reason, has 386 points. So here I am counting out Abusement Park, but I, I just like Waiver Wire Warrior's schedule. I like his team. I can see him. I like his kicker. Who's his kicker? Rodrigo Blankenship. Is that the Indianapolis guy yeah, with the, the guy, glasses? Yeah, it looks like he plays with Legos and <laughs> yeah, plays dude. in the NFL. <laughs> looks like the dude is a back-to-back <laughs> Minecraft world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. I guess Waiver Wire Warrior would be my pick, and I guess I'm throwing shade or less respected abusement park. But, I mean, what why do you want me to do that? Okay, so for if I'm going to look at abusement park schedule, for example, let me give you the difference in schedules here, and you'll maybe you can see why I'm putting abusement park below Waiver Wire Warrior. So, remember, Waiver Wire Warrior has like four out of five games in his division mm-hmm. to end the year. Here is Abusement Park schedule, starting with week 10. Bench warmers, then office linebacker. You're not winning that one. <laughs> Living on Hilaire. Tube Socks, and Waiver Wire Warrior. So, as as opposed to Waiver Wire Warrior schedule of Bill Fan Fan Club, Zika Virus, Tube Socks, Office Linebacker, Abusement Park. So, who has a better chance of winning X number of games out of five? Like, or meaning, uh, who can who can win more games out of those five right now? Like, waiver wire warrior would beat Bill Fan Fan Club potentially. Could he beat Zika Virus? Maybe that's a loss. Tube Socks a win. Office linebacker a win. Abusement Park. I'd have to look at their matchups, but I would call that a win. So that's four out of five. Three out of five, four out of five. 
Abusement Park, Bench Warmers, loss. Office Linebacker, loss. <laughs> Living on Hilaire, loss. That's already three losses. Tube Socks, win. Waiver Wire Warrior, loss. That's I'm predicting four out of five losses for Abusement Park at the end. So, I mean, how can I not pick Waiver Wire Warrior as an AFC team to, to overtake them? And I, I don't know. And Yahoo agrees. Yahoo Yahoo thinks Waiver Wire Warrior, if I go to current projections, and we all know, and we can laugh and roll our eyes, we talk about how good Zika Virus's team is. Yahoo predicts Waiver Wire Warrior to win the AFC with an 11-3 and record. Yeah. And Zika Virus in second place with a 9-5 and record and in the playoffs. Do you know who it has in 10th place? Abusement Park. <laughs> but... But he's his team is not is not gonna be this team. By week ten, he's gonna have his whole roster. Who who are you talking about? The abusement part. Yeah, he's gonna have. He's gonna pick up people. I mean, well, his team's. I mean, Lamar Jackson. He's he should keep him. Yeah. Jamar, Jamar Chase. He could keep him. Yeah, Brandon Cooks great. is a great wide receiver. Dude, his wide receivers are fantastic. Hawkinson's a an upper tier, you know, high tier tight end. He's going to pick up people. So, like, I, like I was saying, it's it's hard to pick right now because it these teams are pick. all going to, especially the ones that are on the bottom right now. Yes, they're going to look way different right now. And there's yes. there's enough. What I'm thinking is there's enough good talent out there in the free agency that they're going to start coming to the top, and people are going to start getting them, and they're going to be be fantasy relevant that we don't think right now. If that makes sense, like surprise midseason players. Yeah, and yeah. just people that we didn't know. Like, there's going to be those guys that. That you know haven't had a chance to start yet. Like Justin Fields is starting this week. He could be the next, you know, Lamar Jackson. We just don't know. And somebody could pick him up. I think he's still available. Somebody could just pick him up, and he could be Kyler Murray scoring seventy points. And yeah, that's yeah. that's the one spark that somebody needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's enough talent. There's enough offense right now in the NFL. There's enough offensive weapons everywhere that they're still out there. They're sitting out there. And if, you know, the abusement park, he's, he's going to find them. People like that are going to find them. I'm going to be looking for them, seeing if I can find these guys. Um, when you're not afraid to make a bunch of moves, like that's how I've found my way into the playoffs for so far. Every season is I didn't draft a great team. I didn't trade a lot. This I probably traded the most ever this season. And it's only week two or three, whatever, but it's just finding those players that are coming up that have the good matchup that nobody knew about that, you know, somebody just dropped because they, they got tired of them and then you know, riding off in the sunset with them because that's that's the way that, you know, people kind of sneak into the backside of the playoffs. So, Yeah, we got a long way to go. Yeah. And so instead of asking your predictions, then let me give you Yahoo's predictions. And okay. I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the six playoff teams that Yahoo thinks are going to be there. Okay. okay? Okay, so I'm going to start with number one seed. Okay, do you have this up? Don't look. Are you looking right yeah. now? Okay, don't look. Number one seed. Who do you think Yahoo is projecting the number one seed in the playoffs is? Not asking you to pick, just give it a guess. Benchwarmers. The number one seed is in the NFC with a 12-2 and record. Vakas football team. Now, right now, Vakas football team is sitting at second-to-last place in the <laughs> NFC. And he's 57 points behind bench warmers. Okay? So, but it's projecting him to win the NFC, which is why I said this is crazy. So, second seed, 
It's going to be in the AFC. Waiver Wire Warrior at 11 and 3. Okay. Third, Bench Warmers at 10 and 4. Fourth, Zika Virus at 9 and 5. Then, 5 and 6 are both in the NFC. Living on Hilaire at 8 and 6 at 5th place. Okay. Then, it has the Black Hole, Chris Moran, making the last playoff spot. Get this. With a 6 and 8 record. Us, it, Yahoo is projecting <laughs> that the NFC is so good that Chris is going to get in the playoffs with a losing record over four other teams. Six and eight gets him in the playoffs. The closest is Kevin, Bill Fan Fan Club, at four and ten. Then I would have you at Tube Sox at four and ten in eighth place, Office Linebacker at ninth at three and eleven, Abusement Park at tenth at three and eleven. Thoughts? I don't believe it. What? <laughs> I don't believe that that somebody's just from fantasy standpoint in general. I don't believe someone's going to make the playoffs with a losing, losing record, record at that at winning six games. Like I've never seen somebody do that. I've yeah. seen teams that are sitting at five hundred, kind of fighting in there. I feel like that most of these guys in this league, you know, that that I've I've been playing with for many years. People are going to start piecing it together. Going to get it figured out. Um, I feel like I feel like at least the whole playoffs, the whole six teams in the playoffs are going to have winning records. Okay. I, I can't tell you who they're going to be. Yeah. But I feel like this. I feel like the the cream's going to rise to the top, and yeah. we're going to see. There's going to be the gap between the upper and the lower, and I'll probably be in the lower, so I'll have a good view looking at it this year. But yeah, me too. You and me both. <laughs> Hey, so no, but that's isn't that interesting though? Yeah. I mean, if you would have asked me, just looking at this, who is going to be the number one seed? I would have said bench warmers. I mean, that that would be my guess. This has not only has Vacas as number one seed, but it has him as at least two games better than bench warmers. Yeah. Dude, it it almost seems unbelievable. Yeah. Excuse me, unbelievable. I mean, but. It, you know, who knows? This is why we play the games, obviously. So, it, it's just interesting to me. It's interesting to me to look ahead. I love taking this early season look at and kind of shaping shaping the divisions and shaping the teams out. I think a lot of people are doing this on their own. And maybe they're looking at it thinking, can I have a shot? And maybe there just isn't enough separation right now between the haves and have-nots to really make that determination especially in the NFC. What do you say we get into week three matchups? Sure. Okay. You want to take this away? Darn Tootin, Vladimir Putin. All right, let's hear it. All right, let me get that pulled up one second. So this is week three matchups. Week three matchups. All right, I guess we'll start uh, with Bill Fan Fan Club against Vakas football team. We have Bill Fan Fan Club sitting in fourth place, 184 to Vakas football team, 218. 218. Who do you think takes this? I, I'm going with Vakas on that. Yeah, I'm going with Vakas as this one as well. I think he has some really good matchups. Um, he's got he's got uh, DK Metcalf playing in Minnesota. That should be a high-scoring game. This is Vakas. Vakas has DeAndre Hopkins playing at Jacksonville. I mean, you know, Kyler Murray's going to have himself a day. Christian McCaffrey playing in Houston. <laughs> on Thursday uh, yeah, night. On Thursday night, right? Then you have he's got Travis Kelsey going against the Chargers. You know, the Chiefs are going to be on fire trying to win this game. Now, uh, the one thing that I think separates Vakas from Kevin is I don't like um, 
Uh, Corey Davis, I think he, he had a really disappointing game last time. Corey Davis is going to go play in Denver. Um, Zach Wilson had a bad game last time. Very bad. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's not that I don't think Corey Davis can't have a good game. I just don't trust him as much. And then, uh, but Tyler Lockett playing at Minnesota, this is going to be a battle of the Seattle receivers, and Tyler Lockett has been blowing it up. So, you know, I get, oh, and I guess Matt Stafford has to go and play versus Tampa Bay as well. So maybe I just like Vacas's matchups a little bit better here, but I'm going to go with Vacas as well. All right, next up we have the Black Hole in third place against the Abusement Park in seventh place. Black Hole's 199 projection, the Abusement Park 176 projection. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I'm going to go Abusement Park on this one. I may go Abusement Park too just because the, the Ravens are playing at Detroit. And then uh, Jamar Chase, a Cincinnati game at Pittsburgh. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a big bounce-back game from throwing three interceptions in a row. Now, on the flip side, I mean, for for the black hole, Cooper Cup. So, if Cooper, do you think that uh, Matt Stafford's going to go in and light up the light up the Buccaneers? No. Okay. Do you think that um, uh, New England? Uh, this is his defense. These are the two. Uh, de- 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 uh, excuse me, I can't say two differences in defense. These are the two differences in defense. Do you think New England is going to have a better defensive game against New Orleans, or do you think the Raiders are going to have a better defensive game against Miami and their backup quarterback? And their backup quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking just from the matchup standpoint. I think I may pick Abusement Park to take this one. Yeah. All right, next we have Benchwarmers in second place with 225 and a very tight race here. We're living on Hilaire in sixth place at 224. Yeah, this is my matchup of the week. Absolutely. Um, you know, Benchwarmers now has played in uh, at two out of three weeks. He's had what I think are matchups of the week, and this is a big one because this is first and last place in the NFC. So this is a chance to go from first to worst, potentially, depending on points. Or from worst to first. This is a gigantic divisional matchup. Now, I think what we're going to do towards the end of the year, when we go back and look at playoff teams and seeding, we're going to come back and look at this game. This game. And we're going to say, this game is what sets it apart. I'm going to take a minute and go through these schedules because this is how hard it is to predict. Okay, let me ask you a question. Kyler Murray at Jacksonville, yes, of course. You're definitely going to start him. He's going to go off. But Ryan Tannehill at Indianapolis, a divisional game, I think he's going to go off too. I think that's going to be a big game. Stephon Diggs at Washington, Devontae Adams, uh, Green Bay, San Francisco on Sunday night, and Keenan Allen versus the Chiefs. Those are Trevor's wide receivers as of right now. Who do you think has a better wide receiver lineup? Do you think it's Diggs, Adams, and Allen? Or Woods, Cooper, and Smith for Philadelphia. Devonta Smith. I mean, as of right now, with Amari Cooper's rib injury, yes, um, I would have to go with Benjamin. See, and that's another thing we don't even know if Amari Cooper is going to play. I, I don't even know if he practiced today. I don't think he did. Yeah, rib injuries looked- for wide receivers, even if they aren't crippling, they usually wear that flak jacket. Yes, uh, that will that uh, stops their range of motion. If your ribs are hurting, you you might you might uh, take your uh, eye off the ball. Yeah, yeah. Guys coming across the middle looking at you. Um, I just 
you know, he's a great receiver. Amari Cooper's a fantastic receiver, but he's banged up right now, and I don't, I don't think Diggs, Adams, or Allen are are even worried about it like that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give wide receivers a bench warmers right now. Okay, so let me throw a wrench in here. Let's say he takes out Cooper. Cooper sits. I don't think he's gonna sit. I think Cooper's playing on Monday night. But let's say well, you have to make that you have to make that, you assessment, have to make that before, assessment before so, before your backup. Let's say plays. he sits Cooper, and he plays Rondale Moore with Arizona against Jacksonville. Do you think that helps or hurts his chances? Would you sit Cooper now and play more, or would you take your chances and wait for Cooper to play Monday? I'd probably take my chances and play Cooper on Monday. Really? If he was trending that way, yeah. Even with Murray playing against Jacksonville. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So no matter how you stack it, the advantage for bench warmers, bench warmers has the advantage in wide receivers. Look back at Seth's team now if you have it in front of you. He benched Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Barkley. So now living on Hilaire has Saquon Barkley at Atlanta, Derrick Henry at Indianapolis, and Dalvin Cook at Seattle. But Dalvin Cook is injured. Is injured as well. And even if he starts, he may get injured again. So would you so so okay so now we have I'm getting ahead of myself. So here's those three running backs. Now let's look at bench warmers three. You have Nick Chubb going playing in Chicago, David Montgomery, so that's two from the same game, and then Aaron Jones from Green Bay. Who do you have who do you think has the advantage running back wise for those three? Out Seth. of the I'll give it to Seth. Okay, and I'm gonna go with bench warmers because I think Dalvin Cook is a little more hurt and banged up than we're giving him credit for. So then you have to plug in, let's say he doesn't practice. Let me look at the latest note on here because then you have to replace him with Clyde edwards Lair, who was not good. So here's the latest. Here's the latest as of today. Dalvin Cook did not participate in practice. He's a DNP. The tag sounds concerning, but Vikings coach Mike Zimmer doesn't seem worried. He says Zimmer noted that Dalvin's a tough guy. If he can't play, then there's a reason why he's not playing. Okay, so, and you can, uh, we don't need to read this whole thing, blah, 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 blah. But that sounds like he's really, like there's a legit injury going on. Yeah. So, so, I mean, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, we don't need to get, compare the kickers or the tight ends um, or defenses in this one. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. You could ask me who's going to win this game. I have no idea. I'm going to pick bench warmers because of injuries for Cooper and for Cook and the fact that Saquon Barkley still doesn't look like his normal self yet. But, I mean, matchup of the week, 100%. We just spent Absolutely. like five minutes on one matchup. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I'm going to go bench warmers. I'm going to go Seth. Oh, really? Okay, Seth. So, yeah, that that's my matchup of the week. I think we're going to look back on this week, like I said, and think this had huge implications, huge implications for the division. Gotcha. All right. Next up, we have office linebacker against Zeke Avirus. Office linebacker sitting in 10th place, projected 183.97, and Zeke Avirus projected 183 sitting in first place. Keep in mind the trade goes through tomorrow that you and I have going. So your projections, I think, are going to drop by around 10, 15, maybe 20 points um, on this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just go with Zeke Avirus because. Usually when you go a number one against a number 10, it's it's a pretty easy bet. Um, I'll just go Zika virus. Yeah, I'm going to go Zika virus as well. Um, instead of Patrick Mahomes, I'll be starting Aaron Rodgers. Instead of, um, right now I have Tony Pollard in the lineup. 
Um, I have Eli Mitchell. If he's hurt, I'll start uh, DeAndre Swift. I have Cordell Patterson. I picked him up. I'm going to start him instead of Mike Davis. I think he has greater upside right now. He's the hot hand. Um, you can start him as wide receiver or running back? Running back. Okay. I like my wide receivers this week. Chase Claypool with Pittsburgh because um, uh, Deontay Johnson's hurt. Uh, hobbled up. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, and Sterling Shepard has been on fire with Daniel Jones. Plus, Daniel, uh, Zika virus is starting Daniel Jones. And so points he gets... If he gives him, if he scores Shepard, I'll be getting some of those points as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. But I, I mean, I like, I really like uh, Chris Godwin this week uh, versus the Rams. Um, uh, you got Marvin Jones Jr. at Arizona. I don't know about that. Julio Jones could have a big game versus Indianapolis for Zika virus. The only thing I don't know, and I think this is this might be uh, uh, interesting to watch right now. If you look at his running back slot, he's starting Zeke Elliott. I'm starting Tony Pollard. Yeah. I And I'm tempted to keep <laughs> it that way. Uh, tell me if I'm, be honest with you, tell me if I'm crazy. After watching last week's game, you're not crazy. That's, it was, it was definitely strange to watch that game because every time you were looking at their play, there was Tony Pollard, there was Tony Pollard, there was Tony Pollard. Yeah. He would do that and then Zeke would get the touch at the goal line. Uh, you can only stop somebody so much where he's going to break one and keep going into the end zone. Yep, yep. Um, I, I don't remember the touches, how they matched up, but, yeah, I'm not – I wouldn't hesitate to do what you're doing just because they're going to ride the hot hand in that one. They showed what they're going to do um, against Philly's defense. That's a, that's a division game for them. They're going to know what they're doing. They're going to know their plays a little better. They're going to know what schemes they're running. Uh, I would say I would lean towards Tony Pollard in that decision. Obviously, if I had Zeke, I would probably – you know, wouldn't be saying that, but I would say that you're not you're not crazy for starting Pollard. Yeah, I picked him up. He was on, and no one put in a waiver claim for him. So I picked him up, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start him. <laughs> Might as well write him in 10th place. What's it going to hurt? Okay, enough about me. Uh, back to Zika virus, really. Uh, the one matchup that scares me this week is his tight end, Darren Waller at Miami. The dude is going to go bonkers. Derek Carr Der- will only he, he looks at Darren Waller, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I think then that game against the Baltimore, uh, he had I said the Baltimore against Baltimore, he had like nineteen targets or something yeah. crazy like that. I think Darren Waller is going to blow up. I'm going to go with Zika virus in this game. However, I want to pick myself. You know what? I'm going with me. <laughs> I'm you go who you got Zika virus. Yeah, I'm going with me in the upset. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan, I love you. <coughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. Is that all of our matchups? No, no, we got one more. Tube Socks in the ninth place against Waiver Wire Wars, eighth place. Uh, my projections right now are 89 and 47. I benched all three of my players that yeah. are in this trade. So um, I don't know. I'm probably projected at like 160, 170 with the new guys. I hadn't, haven't looked it up, but that's probably what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm going to go Waiver Wire Warriors, or Warrior, sorry, not plural. Uh, Waiver Wire Warrior on this one. I have zero confidence in my team. Um, still a work in progress, trying to build it from the bottom up. One thing I can say, though, is if you guys want to, there's the on top of the the matchups here. If we if we do our podcast on Tuesday, Wednesday night-ish, um, if you guys have a chance, you can click on pick to win, and you guys can vote on that so we can kind of look at here. I'll just pick right now. Um, and then we can do that, and it'll say how many people have voted there, so we can actually share those results on yes, the podcast. That's a great idea. That, Everyone so. go in and pick your matchups, pick to win. That'd be great. 
Um, I think they'll be really cool. Then you can go see, you know, who you picked to weigh in, and, and we can discuss them. That that would be awesome to get everybody involved like that. Um, look, I think I think Waiver Wire Warrior may take this one. Um, again, this is kind of like a it says an eighth and ninth matchup, but I think Waiver Wire Warrior has a little bit better team. I like Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys at wait this wait actually it's in Dallas, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean I guess it's still good, right? He's got Kamara, he's got Kittle. Mixon's been playing well. So, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see when it comes to your lineup. I think Mahomes could have... You know, Mahomes hasn't had the biggest games versus the Chargers, though. So, But he's also coming off of a, a, a loss on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that's true. And Andy Reid doesn't like losing two in a row. No, that, yeah, that's true. And Mahomes, if you heard... I'm sure everybody heard, but like they, uh, the Kansas City faithful were kind of jumping off the bandwagon here and... You know, saying everything was done and they were just, you know, horrible. And I and Mahomes did the right thing. He took ownership. He said it was his fault and did the right thing. Was a, a professional, and uh, I believe he is going to kind of go lights out and kind of prove that he is the MVP. He can win, and he's here. So yeah, no, fair enough. So that's our that should be all of our matchups, right? Yep, dude, this was fun, man. We filled almost an hour at fifty-seven minutes. This is great. Um, dude, I'm ready to close it out. Anything else you got? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, that is it. I, DA, we're going to get to yours. Uh, yeah. I talked to Cody about that. DA wanted to kind of see how how uh, Cody's team was looking now compared to the beginning of the season. Um, we might do that. We might do like a special once, one time, maybe mid-season to kind of see like oh, yeah. who's made the most moves, who's not made the most moves, who's made the most waiver pickups. Um, kind mid-season of awards, mid-season yeah. grades. Yeah, I like it. We should do that. We'll That's have great. DA and we'll have him in the uh, studio for that. One, yeah, so. he can bring his multiple monitors, his spreadsheets. <laughs> make sure he got his uh, his pocket protector for his pins and his highlighters. Uh, bring his TI eighty three plus calculator. <laughs> yeah, he can he, he can bring the whole thing. That'd be fun, dude. Sorry if you guys hear a fan noise. My computer's heating up here at the table, but. You know, I think it's probably a good time. We're almost at an hour. I think you can go ahead and sign out and call tonight. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Good luck this week, except for Abusement Park, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one.